Welcome to BS with Bethany Simcoe. I'm your host, Bethany Simcoe. Today, I have a guest on the podcast. It's my first guest ever. Her name is Sydney. A lot of you may know her on TikTok as Sydney Del Rey. Sydney, I'm so happy to have you on here. Will you go ahead and give us a little intro to you, your name, age, like all the factors that people might kind of want to know about you? Okay, first of all, I am so freaking honored to be your first guest. I'm so proud of you for starting this podcast. This is the biggest honor ever. But I'm 25 years old. I go by Sydney Del Rey. That's probably like she said what you know me as. I'm from Illinois, pretty boring state. And that is the basics. TikTok's my job, as you guys might already know. And that's actually how I connected with Bethany. And this is our first time like virtually hanging out because she lives far away from me. Hopefully one day we'll change that. (laughs) But for now, this is as much hanging out as we're going to get. So I'm super excited. Yeah. So Sydney and I, like she said, we did connect over TikTok, which is so cool. And I feel like we have so much in common and we finally are getting to connect. This really is our first time like talking in depth. So a lot of this and a lot of the questions I have are just questions that I have for her. Like I want to know how she's done this. I want to know where her mind's at with these So she is a business owner. She has a clothing brand. She does TikTok. She's very into fitness. She has so many cool things to say about so many topics. And I can't wait to get into it. So you said you grew up in Illinois. Do you have any plans to like move? Like where do you see yourself? Where do you dream of being? It's so funny because from like the age of 15 to 19, my number one goal was to move to Oregon. And I've always wanted to live in Oregon. It was and maybe still is the vegan capital of the country because I am vegan. So I've always wanted to live in Portland. That's always been a destination I wanted to move. And then I met my boyfriend, Derek, and that kind of shifted kind of the dreams I had for myself. I still want to live in Oregon one day, but for now I'm content in Illinois. If I were to move now, though, I think I've really been like gravitating towards like New York. I visited there last September and I just fell in love with it because I weirdly enough appreciate having winter. (laughs) So I feel like I wouldn't survive like 365 in a state that didn't have the four seasons. So maybe New York, who knows? But right now I'm just really like enjoying living life in Illinois as lame as that sounds. (laughs) I love that. I can absolutely see you thriving in New York, like your style, like your personality and your love for like all the seasons. You would kill it in New York. But that's so exciting and like interesting that you're kind of not priorities, but just like things that you are like looking for kind of shift. And I do love that you being vegan is one of your like big priorities. And I know you have some really good reasons behind that that we'll get into later. And I love that you are someone who's very driven by values. I think you guys are really going to enjoy hearing from Sydney because she does have some very intense values that she is so intent on. And I love it. Uh, So what is one quote that you are currently resonating with? A quote that I've been loving recently has been consume or create more than you consume. I almost said it backwards, which would have been terrible. But a friend kind of brought up that quote recently. And it really resonated with me because TikTok being a job, as you know, can really overtake your life. And some days I literally will find myself scrolling nonstop. And it's so unhealthy because I think, oh my God, if I would have spent that hour outside or walking the dog or just, you know, doing something more engaging, it would be so much better for my mental health. So that quote for me, I've been trying to really take to heart and like live better day to day and really limit my consumption because it's gotten like out of control. (laughs) I love that because it really is so hard as an influencer to be creating on your phone all day. And then you're like, I just want like a second to like scroll or you can even justify it like on big market research. I'm just like seeing what's out there. But like you get stuck on your phone for hours and it's so draining. Totally. It is literally draining. That's the perfect word. And even with, you know, TikTok aside, being an Amazon influencer, it's like I will be on that app for hours. And it's like I've always liked to shop. I am like a shopaholic that has been, you know, a constant in my life, even pre TikTok. But It's like at some point I need to draw the line. Like I told my followers I was going to try to do no spend March and I've kind of succeeded. I've definitely cheated a little bit, but it's like I've been spending a lot and spending a lot of time on Amazon. So it's like I got to stop consuming so much, even just scrolling aside, like consuming literal fashion. I love that. And I love that you kind of set that boundary for yourself to try to keep yourself healthy because it really is a rabbit hole. You can go down so fast. So Having set those like boundaries for yourself is so healthy. I love that. What kind of led you to set that for no spend March? Is it just kind of like that burnout that you were feeling? Honestly, yes, for the most part, the burnout. 
And I'll get to these moments where I'm like, I'll have a cart full of stuff on Amazon and I'll mindlessly order it because my first thought is that's cute. I need that. But I wouldn't sit and think, what are you going to wear it? Where are you going to wear it? Are you going to wear it more than once? And it's like, I got to start shopping a little bit more mindfully. So it wasn't as much about the money for me, no spend March, as it was about like just filling my closet with stuff that I wear one time. And I'm just like, I never look at it again. So that was like another huge, huge thing behind that too. That overconsumption feeling. Yes. I totally understand that. Sometimes I've definitely seen myself get to that point too. It's like, why do I need this? Like I have seven of the same thing in a different color or I have, am I going to be able to wear all of this? So I really do love that, especially as, you know, an Amazon influencer. I think it's a very good mindset to have so you can continue to bring products to you're following into your audience that they're genuinely going to enjoy years. I think that's so very important. I love that. What is your current like little treat of choice? I know you always like post some fun, cute treats like on your stories. I was like vegan treats. Like what's your favorite little thing right now? Oh my God. One thing about me, girl, I will have dessert. I don't care if I'm stuffed. I don't care if I just ate 87 burgers. I will have dessert. It's Wait, so- a little something sweet. Yes. I will not make an exception. Like my sweet tooth is on 10 at all times. And my favorite vegan sweet is the Justin dark chocolate peanut butter cups because I love like rich chocolate. And as a vegan, like sometimes it's hard to find chocolate that actually tastes like delicious chocolate, sometimes tastes fake. The Justin's are chocolate cups. They really get to me. The serving size is like three and I always eat like five minimum, but it's fine. (laughs) It could be worse. Perfect. I love it. I honestly just barely started liking Reese's peanut butter cups because I tried the thin ones in Mexico. I was like, oh my gosh, these are so good. I feel like I need to try those. Yeah, you should. Oh my God, Reese's too. Miss those. Those are so good. I didn't like them to the thin ones. And I was like, oh, I think we're onto something here. Oh my God. Anything chocolate peanut butter? Those. Yes. Those are so fun. If you guys don't follow Sydney, please just follow her literally for her snack recommendations. They're always the best. <laughs> you obviously now are very successful at what you do. What did you want to be when you were growing up? What did you want to be when you were younger? Okay, so I always wanted to be a fashion designer. And I have the funniest story about, I believe I was like four years old. My mom told me this story and it's like my favorite one to date. I was four years old and my mom left me alone for like literally, I think like 10 minutes in the kitchen. And when she came back, I had made a dress out of napkins and tape. Literally, that was like my favorite thing to do was make clothes, try on clothes, dress up my dolls, like stuff like that. And so I've always wanted to be a fashion designer. And it's kind of like I'm so grateful for the fact that I kind of got to live out my dream because I do have that small business, second one thrift. So it's kind of funny, like looking back, everything kind of like lined up like it's it's not like I was like oh I wanted to be a ballerina and then I became like a fashion influencer it's so cool to see like how things like lined up for me that's incredible I love that you had that passion from such a young age putting together a dress with napkins that's iconic we need to recreate that on a runway someday that's so freaking cool I love that so like what was it about like clothing that really drew you to it was like the expression of it the art of it honestly I want to say both like at a young age I think for me it was like the fun of it and the expression of it and like it was just cool that when I was little when I was four like I had never seen a runway I had never like shopped for myself in a store but for me at that point in my life it was just simply fun and I kind of tried to carry that on like into my adolescent years adult years whatever that's when I made second one thrift and I was like this needs to be fun because the minute it's not fun for me anymore like I'm not doing it yeah because it has always just been so fun for me I absolutely adore that and I'm such a firm believer that the things that you do as like a kid just like uninhibited unprompted say so much like about you and like your core desires your core beliefs I think that's so cool I think that's gonna have a really big part in your future that I'm so excited to see I want to hear more about second wind thrift so tell people like if they don't know what it is kind of give like a rundown okay so second wind thrift was actually named it started out of my love for thrifting so in the first few years, I would say, maybe the first year of the business existing, I wouldn't even alter the clothing or make the clothing. I would simply resell thrifted goods. And then at this time, I would say it was like 2016, I was going to a lot of music festivals. And so I had already had Second One Thrift. And then I went to this music festival called Okeechobee in Florida, which to this day is still one of my favorite ones. I got super inspired by festival fashion. And I saw a lot of girls wearing slit weaved clothing, which... Now, if you look at Second Wind Thrift, that is what I do. It's called Slit Weave. And basically, 
I would thrift stuff. So like a hoodie, a tank top, a pair of leggings. And then I would use just scissors, no sewing machine or anything, just scissors in my hands to like slip things up and braid it to create slit weaved designs. And I was self-taught. I think I watched like one YouTube video to learn like the basics in the beginning. And then I really used it as like a creative outlet to like learn new weave patterns and stuff like that. And now to date, the business is, I believe, six or seven years old. And I actually am taking a break from it. We're on like a one year hiatus from Second Wind Thrift because I developed some really bad back problems. And like 99% of my work was done on the floor, like crouched over, you know, like upcycling stuff. So unfortunately, I'm taking a little break and I don't really know if I'll go back to it. People ask me that a lot. But like I said, like five minutes ago, I told myself that when it's not fun for me anymore, like I'm not going to force myself to do it because I want it to remain a creative outlet and something fun. And it kind of stopped being that for me. So the break started because of physical, you know, inhibitors. But now I'm just like, I don't know. I'm not feeling like so passionate about it anymore, but I'm grateful for it. And it's like my favorite thing I've ever done. I love that. And I really do like that you kind of kept that standard for yourself. Like, hey, if it's not fun, if it's not an exciting outlet for me anymore, I want to have passion about what I do. I feel that with like this podcast as well. Like this is a passion of mine. And the second it becomes like not passionate and like I have to do and like check off a to-do list, it just doesn't have like that same sparkle anymore. So I love that. And I fully believe that you're going to be back into like the clothing space space soon. I think a lot of like what I love getting into here is the the people that I interview on this podcast, you and going forward, I want to talk a lot about their journey of how like they BS their way to where they are now, how they just like got the grit to go and like do things they didn't know if they could do, took risks. And so I kind of really want to get into all of that. I think really what I want to talk about a lot. So your interests are like influencing fitness, food, business. Before we get into like the way that you BSed your way to where you are now, do you have any other interests that you want to like talk about or touch on? Honestly, as far as like interests and hobbies go, fashion is like my number one. My dog is a huge, I call it a hobby. It's like having an actual child. Billy. Literally love Billy. She's my daughter and she's next to me right now. I would not be able to live without her. She's my bestie. And my life is pretty much Billy, work, shopping. You know, I love to be in nature and I really love animals. And I feel like a lot of people don't know that about me. That's not really a hobby, but it's an interest. So. So I figured out include it. <laughs> Perfect. I love that. I really do. I feel like you are very like connected to nature. And correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of your reasons for being vegan are because of animals. Yes. Actually, that's like the number one reason that I'm vegan. And everyone asks me that and they're like, oh, why'd you become vegan? Do you feel better? Was it to look better? And I'm like, girl, no, I actually eat shittier now that I'm vegan than I did when I was not. I swear, but no, I literally will save as many animals as I can. And the people who say one person doesn't make a difference, you're wrong. Because if everyone thought that way, this world would literally suck so much more than it already does. (laughs) So yeah, they keep me going. Animals keep me going. And I love being vegan now. Such a good mindset. I freaking love that. And the concept of like, if one person, like one person doesn't make a difference, you're right. Like everybody having that mindset is like, yeah, no one is going to make a difference because no one's actually going for it. But like you have the mindset of like, no, I can do this. And like 20 other people have the mindset of like, no, one person works. That's 20 people. That's not one person anymore. I really do like that. Again, (laughs) such a good standard. So much integrity. I really do admire you. So let's talk about TikTok and influencing because you are an Amazon influencer. And is that like your primary source of income right now? Is that like your, what you call like maybe your career or your job right now? Yes. So influencing- Being an Amazon influencer is my number one source of income right now. And actually, my only source of income is social media currently. So, yes, I love being an Amazon influencer because I literally have had the Amazon addiction for like years. And then when it became my job, I was like, wow, this is great. Like I'm making an income, making a living by just sharing my favorite things that I would have been buying anyway, you know. So I'm so, so, so grateful that this is my job and that I have so many people who support me. I love that. And your community is seriously so involved. I love like watching the comment sections. Everybody loves you and your personality. You really do just shine. And I love it. So talk to me about like the journey getting to be a TikTok and Amazon influencer. How did you start? How did that, how did you go about that? I honestly don't remember specifically, but all I know is that my TikTok page started by just sharing my favorite things and like not having links, none of that. I was still promoting fashion though. And then like the other 50% of my content at the time was gym focused. So I wouldn't really post workouts because back in the day I was way shyer than I am now because I'm still shy to record myself in the gym. But I wouldn't post 
it's literally so hard. And we can talk about that because girlies need to know that like, it's not easy. But yeah, it was fun. It's always been fun. It's still fun. And then when it became like a source of income, I was like, oh my God, that inspired me to just push more content, make more content and just be more open about stuff. And I think the first, it's kind of ironic that the first viral video I had was nothing to do with Amazon. It was actually talking about like something related to nutrition and health because I was so in my, like in the midst of the peak of my gym journey at the time. And I was really passionate about talking about nutrition and, you know, lifting and stuff like that. Not that I'm a nutritionist or anything like, or even a trainer, but I loved talking about it. And I think that's kind of where I grew a lot of my community. So I owe a lot to that side of my TikTok too. That's amazing. What kind of got you like into fitness then? Because if that's become like a part of, because I think a lot of the content you do is kind of like gym activewear kind of things. And I have seen like a gym video or two of yours, which kudos to you for getting in there and filming in a gym. It's so intimidating, but like kind of what made you passionate about fitness and nutrition. And then for you to like to encourage you to post that on TikTok. Yeah. So I feel like I've been going to a gym for over 10 years. I started when I was like 15. I never say that my gym journey has been 10 years long because like everybody else, when I first started going to the gym, I literally had no clue what I was doing. And I also grew up with a mom who was slash is, you know, concerned with her image like a lot of moms are, but she would only do cardio, which I feel like a lot of like moms and people who lived throughout like the 70s and 80s and stuff like that's the mentality that they were trained to have. So when I saw my mom doing that, that's what I would do. I would do like crazy cardio, like hours of cardio and like barely any weight training because also like everyone else, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get bulky. I'm going to look like a man. So I never touched a weight until like I would say five or six years into my like going to a gym phase. And once that started, the progress was truly the one thing that like kept me passionate about it. So I guess what got me into it was just growing up in an atmosphere where my mom prioritized her health in a way but then when I learned that that wasn't like the only way that you could work out, it was so much more fun for me to be like, oh, my God, now I can go lift weights and hit legs and not just be on a freaking elliptical for an hour. You know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely like it became super fun for me. But I've also like currently I'm in a phase where I'm not going to the gym. And like I also want to just like make a PSA that that's OK, too. Obviously, like I'm not promoting like bad health or anything, but. I've not felt connected to the gym in a while. So I don't want to force myself and like taint the relationship, you know? So it's kind of interesting to see like the dips and like the peaks of my gym journey. Cause right now I'm definitely at a dip. Like we're definitely at a low right now, but I'll bounce back eventually. I really do love that. And I think you refer to it as a journey because a journey isn't always uphill. There's not really any specific place that you're going, but it's like still something that's going to be on your mind. And it's still something that you're working towards. Keeping yeah. your relationship healthy with the gym, I think is, one of the best things you can do for yourself because if you are like just abusing that just like going to the gym over and over and like hating it every time like that's gonna make your relationship with it so toxic so I love yeah. that you are being able to see that and take a step back I think that's so healthy and I love that you brought that up because I think that some people you know need that mental like permission almost to be like okay it's okay to like take a step back until I know which direction I want to go so totally. I really love that you brought that up Yes, totally. So getting started with TikTok and influencing, when did you first like start posting on TikTok? And then like, did you experience any hardships with that? I guess I'm just wanting you to walk me through like point A when you started posting on TikTok to like where you are now. Like, did you move out within that time? Like, when did that okay. start like gain traction for you? I was actually running Second Wind Thrift out of my parents' house for obviously the entire time I had it because I didn't move out since about a year ago and I was slowly like my parents would like call me like the plague I was slowly creeping into every corner of the house just like storing stuff everywhere like inventory and it was just getting to a point where I was like I cannot live like this I think if you actually scroll back far enough in my TikTok there are videos where you would look at the background and be like girl are you okay like I looked like a hoarder and it was actually just inventory like I had a good reason I was running a business but once TikTok started, I was still living at home. And I was for a while because it's actually really funny. I was an Amazon influencer for a few months, you know, living at home, but I didn't check my earnings forever. Like I didn't know I was making money, which is- And what like time frame was this? This was like, I would say six months ago. I started Amazon influencing two Octobers ago. From October to like February, I did not even know I was making money. And so wow. I wasn't- 
paid either because my payment settings with Amazon were like messed up. So obviously I wasn't looking to move out because I wasn't making money outside of Second Wind Thrift. But one day, I'll never forget, I was at my boyfriend's college house and I like randomly just go to check and I was checking the wrong store for an ID the whole time. And I'm like, oh my God, wait, like I'm actually making money from this. And that was kind of the moment that my mindset started to shift to like, okay, now you have a little bit of an upper hand in terms of like income. Like you can actually consider moving out now because it was never really an option. Second one thrift was enough money for me to live on my own. But number one, I was saving up to move out because I didn't want to rush it because I love my family. Like I love being there. And number two, Second Wind Thrift income was a lot less steady than Amazon now is. But it was the only thing I knew at the time. So I was kind of just waiting. So, you know, I started in October. I would say in February, I found out I was making money. And then in March, I'd go and sign a lease for my first apartment. It was so exciting. My mom That's hates the best me. feeling. Literally the best feeling. My mom hates me because my brother moved to California to work at Tesla the same week that I moved out of her house. And so she became an empty nester literally in seven days. And I felt so bad. Poor mom. I know. I know. She'll never let me live that down. My brother and I were both very happy. Everything worked out. We're all happy. We're all good. But yeah, it was, it was great. Like I moved into my first apartment by myself and literally four months after I signed that lease, I moved into a bigger one because I quickly realized I was like, girl, you do not have enough space. Loving clothes. My goal in life has always been to have a room for a closet. That's been a goal of mine. As petty as that sounds, I always wanted a huge closet. So I was like, I'm going to upgrade my apartment size because I can afford it. My boyfriend moves in. We shared the space. And then one of the three bedrooms is my closet. And I'm really proud of myself because it took me a lot of saving and a lot of like determination to get to that point. If I told myself when I signed the first lease that this would be happening, I wouldn't believe it. So I'm proud of myself and I love this space. And it's definitely a bit more girly than Derek, my boyfriend, would probably like, but it's all good. It's if you've seen it on TikTok, it's very pink. It's very, very maximalist. And I love it here. So I'm moving out was one of the best decisions ever. That is incredible. And I love that. And I love that you mentioned that you through like your grit and determination, you made that happen. I love you had to go for yourself. You're like, I know that I want like a room as my closet and I will get there. I'll work until I get there. What were like some challenges that you faced when you're like, I don't know if I can do this or like, did you experience anything that you had to work through? Or what do you tell yourself when you when you experience something that you don't know if you can get through? First of all, therapy. First of all, shout out to my therapist, Tiffany. Love you, girl. She helps me a ton. And I truly have never seen myself living alone. So that first unit that I moved into, that was something very scary for me. I have always been afraid to live by myself. And so that was something I literally threw myself into so hard. And I literally just told myself like, you are going to be fine. You're so close to your family. Like they're so close by. You have such a good support system that can get you through anything, including like my therapist. Therapy has helped me get through so much. And honestly, it wasn't as bad as I thought. And so having that experience of that four month, whatever period where I lived completely alone, which was one of my biggest fears ever. Looking back at that, I'm like, girl, you did that. Like you got through that. You didn't cry yourself to sleep once. It was actually really fun. And now I can say that I've had the experience of living alone. And I'm sure you know the feeling like it's so liberating. It's just you feel so free and independent. So I have to say, like, when I feel like I can't get through something in the moment, because I'm so anxious, I'm not the best at being rational and being like, okay, take a breath. But looking back, I always use it as like, you got through that. So you can get through this. You know what I mean? I absolutely adore that. Because I do the same thing when there's like a attached that I was like I don't know if I could do this I'm experiencing a lot of anxiety I'm terrified like being able to do that and then look back and be like damn girl you did that I feel like that's like such a bs moment just be like holy yes. cow yes we yes. got through this and I think that's so powerful to be able to challenge yourself to do that and then like that just built so much self-esteem in you and that's just that's so exciting and I'm so proud of you that's amazing Thank- my God. Well, I'm proud of you too, girl, because you did it too. And your move was way bigger than mine. So I can't even imagine. Oh girl. It was intense, but it was so good. And I feel like yours as well, because if that's such a big anxiety for you, like you accomplishing that, that's such a big deal. I absolutely love to hear that. The job you have now is non-traditional. Has your path always been non-traditional? Like, did you go to college? Did you like try to get a normal job or you've just been like an entrepreneur through and through? 
So I actually have a bachelor's degree in graphic design from Columbia College, Chicago. And I always wanted to be an artist when I was young. So I kind of wanted that fashion designer title until I was like 12. And this is so funny. I watched the movie, The Double Wears Product for the first time when I was probably like 15. And I was like, maybe I don't want to be a fashion designer. Like these girls are bitchy. So then I got a little more rational and I'm like, I love to draw. I love to paint. I used to be like a fine artist. I would draw a lot. And so in high school, I focused on painting and drawing. Well, then I kind of rationalized again. And I'm like, girl, you're not gonna be able to pay your rent painting. Okay, like, let's be real. So then I was like, maybe I could do graphic design, which is like the same thing on a computer, like you're, you know, doing art on a computer. And so that is also when I started up second when thrift. So I was like, I don't want to be a graphic designer full time. I've never wanted that. And I made that clear to my parents who graciously helped me my way through college. But I explained to them like, I'm looking at this like an opportunity to get the tools to brand myself, to make my own logo, to learn how to do like resumes, business cards, code a website, stuff like that. And that's what it ended up being. So I graduated from Columbia and I had my degree in graphic design, knowing I didn't really want to do that full time. So then I used that to really brand myself. And that's when Second Wind Thrift really took off. And I was doing that full time after college. And there was only, I would say, like three years between my last day of school and like when TikTok started to gain traction. So... I wouldn't be where I am now without that degree. And so in that way, it was pretty traditional. Like I, I went the four years, I got my degree, but then I didn't really use it. And I knew I wasn't going to use it. So in a way, that part of it is like non-traditional, but I'm definitely grateful for the experience. That's awesome. I feel like you do find a pretty creative way to use your graphic design degree. And I like that you get to use that in your business efforts. And you just came out with some loungewear on Amazon, if I remember, and you designed those as well. With I did. Degree. Yeah. Amazon Merch On Demand is so fun because they give you like the hoodies, the tote bags, whatever. And all you have to do is upload like the PNG, your design. So I definitely want to do more of that in the future because that's another thing that I never would have thought to do if I didn't have my degree. So yeah, that's super fun. Yes, that's such a good way of like creatively using your degree, like being able to have that four years to get that under your belt and learn, have some more life experience with that, but then actually use it in like a cool way. I really do love that. Thank you. It's fun. I love it too. And then what's like the next step that you see for yourself? Because you have all these like dreams and ambitions and you are so amazing about like just going after them. Where do you see yourself going next? You know, it's such a good question. And it's so funny because I am a Capricorn and I'm a pretty stereotypical Capricorn where my whole life I've had a five-year plan, like literally since I was out of the womb, I swear. But recently I've really just kind of retreated into my space. I've become a homebody. I'm really just like loving being with my dog and myself and like working from home. And so I haven't thought too much about the future. And my past self is looking at me like, girl, get it together. But I'm kind of loving like not having a clear plan right now. If I had to answer the question, I would say I'm going to ride the wave of TikTok and all of that, because as we all know, social media could be gone, you know, in the blink of an eye, it's always changing. And I just love where I'm at with it now. So I'm totally enjoying that. Really a long-term goal I have is to see the world and kind of give back to my parents what they gave to me. Like I always said, whatever job I ended up in, like I want to make money to pay their mortgage and like just give them all the things that they basically gave to me because my parents gave me the world and they deserve the same thing. So that's a huge goal. And that's why I do what I do. So really, if, if we want to go really far down the line, I want to be 45 years old with a dog rescue or like a farm for rescue cows and pigs just have so many animals like that's really the goal if we want to go that far but <laughs> that's incredible no that's exactly how far I want to go that's amazing I really do love that and how you work in like all your interests all of your like hobbies into that and just like the things that are really important to you I really love to like see that like shine through yes. given what you've learned about yourself and like the hard days you've already had and that you've like gotten through 100% of those hard days. Like, what would you tell your future self if she was having like a hard day? Oh my God, that's such a good question. You know what? As simple and lame as this answer is, I would probably just say like, girl, you got this. I don't care if it's lame because it's like I could have used hearing that on some of my worst days in the past. And I suck at asking for help. So it's like, it's not that there was no one there in the past for me to like root me on and like cheer me on, but 
I just never let people on that I'm suffering or like I'm in a bad place. So really in the future, my younger self should be telling me, girl, you got this. Cause like you said, you get through all the bad days. You've gotten through all of them thus far. And that is a huge testament to like, just keep pushing on and like, you're good. Oh, you know, yeah. it could always be worse too. Just kind of give yourself a little boost of confidence. Be like, you have it within you. I know you can do it. I've seen it before. We've done this before. Like yeah. dig deep. Giving yourself like that confidence. I really do love that. So is that like what sources do you turn to like when you're having and you're feeling unmotivated, your head is feeling cluttered or when you're just feeling like you're over consuming, like what strategies do you use like to get out of a go rut? I want to say my dog first because and she knows I'm talking about her. She's looking at me. I love that. But truly like having a dog and caring for another living thing has changed my life. I have literally told my mom that on some of my darkest days, I don't think I would leave my house for weeks on end if I didn't have a dog because she gets me up. She gets me out of the house. I have to walk her. I have to feed her. And as horrible as it sounds, it would be very easy for me to like get depressed without her. So and just I think so many people can resonate with that. Yes. It's like a huge responsibility. And obviously I chose to take it on and she has changed my life for the better. And even just laying around with her when I'm in the worst mood ever, like she's just a huge relief for me. But other than that, I really like to meditate. And obviously meditation can look different for everyone. But I about two years ago got the Headspace app and I pay for the subscription. So they have these little things called sleep casts and all of my like anxiety and terrible things for me happen at night for some reason, because I think that's when I'm like sitting around not doing anything. So I get in my head, I overthink and I get really anxious. And they have these things called sleep casts and they're literally bedtime stories you put on with like relaxing imagery and like sounds. Like my mom makes fun of me for them. But we went on our first vacation and I put one on and now every time we go on one, she's like, can you play a story? <laughs> they are like such a reliever and just like it quiets my mind. I love the Headspace app for so many things. They even have like a little series on Netflix, which is actually what put me onto them. But no, that app has changed my life. I'm not really the type to like literally sit down and meditate with my eyes closed because I'm too antsy. But having that app to like give me exercises, it'll literally be like, take a walk and listen to this. I'm like, thank you. Because if you didn't just tell me to take a walk, I would have sat inside all day. Things like that. So that app has just changed my mental health so drastically. I owe so much to them. I really love those because those are such practical solutions. Like those are just things that you can physically do that can like help. And I think those are really good, like, solutions. Because sometimes it's hard to just listen and be like, oh, just be more positive. You're like, okay, what do I do with that information? Exactly, so yeah. So I really love that. So what would you say to someone who was, like, wanting to be an influencer, who, like, has a dream of being an influencer, or maybe is, like, on their influencer journey and they just, like, are at a wall they feel like they can't get past? So for someone who is not on their journey yet, because I feel like I have a different answer for both. I feel like for someone who hasn't started yet, but they want to, I'm going to tell them what my brother told me. And funnily enough, my brother is like a big reason I started my TikTok. He was a fitness influencer. He had like 80,000 followers and he, you know, dropped off the face of the earth and never touched it again. But he really inspired me to start it. And he told me when I started, he's like, I know you have an Instagram and all that. He's like, but you need thick skin because people on TikTok are mean. And I was like, yeah, right. Whatever. Like I have thick skin. Girl, <laughs> that first viral video, I got my little taste and I was like, all right, Ooh. people really have no filter. They have no chill. And it's always the trolls, yeah. with no profile picture. They don't follow you. They don't follow anyone. But they're the ones that really come for your life. And it's like, wow, that was really mean. You have to like be able to stand on your own two feet after that. Totally. And you have to feel like some degree of confidence because literally I will post a video like about an outfit on Amazon. This happened to me like two years ago and someone will be like, hey, like I love the shirt. Like, have you ever considered getting braces? And I'm like, oh, okay no, thank you uncalled for hello right and it's like the funniest stuff like now I laugh about it but in the moment I'm like wait I'm like looking in the mirror I'm like girl that's rude so it's, it's like always the backhanded compliments totally so like be prepared for that no matter how many followers you have people will probably in some way be rude to you at some point so just be ready for that 
But in terms of like, if someone's already on their journey and they've just hit a wall and they're feeling just like uninspired, I feel like you shouldn't force it. It's like social media is fun and it should, I keep saying this, it's like a theme, but it should stay fun. If you're trying to monetize your social media, I would not force it. It's like when I look back on my journey, the most success I had and the most successful moments I had truly were when I was just being myself and like not trying. In a way, if I'm gonna be like so honest, like I've almost lost that a little bit because now it is my income. So now it's more pressure that I put on myself to hit the sales goal and, you know, do all that stuff. But be yourself because no one else is like you and that's what people love. And it's like, they love seeing personality on TikTok. So if you're like hitting a wall, you're feeling uninspired, just go with the flow, like stop posting for a little bit, recharge and like revisit when you're feeling ready, you know? Oh, I love that. I really do like that advice because I think sometimes you do hear just like, keep going, just keep going. And like, I like that you do give that option of, you know what, it is okay to stop and to maybe recharge and figure out who you are. And I really, I love that advice. It's just so easy to get in your head. And I know there are times when people, and even I have been like, hey, what do I bring to the table? What's special about following me? And you just have to trust that like, your personality really is that special sauce. And like the people who follow your page are the people who are meant to be there. They adore you for who you are. Like, I really do love that advice. Yeah, you are like the spokesperson for that girl. Like, I feel like we've known each other for 10 years before we ever even texted each other. Like your personality shines through so bright on social media. And I feel like that's so rare. Like as sad as that is, it's like, I feel like if we met in real life, which we kind of did virtually today, it would just be the same vibes versus like a lot of people who might be different or portray like a different persona. You are literally like the spokesperson for that. Like we you are so sweet. You're like the best at that. I swear. Oh my goodness. That means so much. I think right now I'm in such a weird place where I'm trying to balance like the Amazon influencing and like brand deals and making my page more appealing to brands as yeah. a creator and keeping like that personality because I love like my page I love my personality I love sharing other things but like now it being my full-time income I'm just like I gotta find some balance I gotta figure yes. out like it's totally. such a weird it's it's so weird but I think that you kind of understand that too because like I love your personality on your page and it's so hard to like find that because sometimes like the personality does not always convert to sales and then like sales people are like well now I feel like disconnected from you I'm like well I gotta right. pay the rent like <laughs> after you God, totally so I'm glad that you kind of relate with that I think it's very interesting and even for like upcoming influencers I would say like be prepared for that like keep your personality as much as you can but you gotta be prepared to find that balance yes I just have like a few more questions for you what does your typical day look like I think we kind of an already answered this you can answer like just briefly and then what does your ideal day look like well, first of all, I'm the biggest loser homebody ever. So that honestly, answer, same. That answer is short and sweet. I literally sit here all day with my dog and work and eat and sometimes make it to the gym. But honestly, my ideal day would have to be waking up early because I have a tendency to stay up late and I need my 10 hours. I sleep a lot. So it's like sleeping in sometimes really sets me off track. So I'd love to wake up early. I would love to have a cup of tea in the morning. I've been on a little tea kick lately. Do some work, put on a gym fit, go to the gym. After the gym, work some more because working for me is fun. So I love working and I could do it on my phone on my couch, which is a plus. In the summer, one of my favorite things to do is be in the sun. So I love to go lay out and just chill. That's it. It's literally it. And then make or order a tasty dinner. Very passionate about eating as well. <laughs> so that's pretty it like that's pretty much it I'm pretty simple I love when it. It comes. there's something about like the sun and then a tasty meal afterward like yes. I have that is just still in my brain like summer is coming in Austin right now and I'm like if I could just like eat every single one of my meals outside I'd be the yeah. happiest person on the planet oh my god I need to come visit you it's still literally 30 degrees here and gloomy oh so it's literally 78 right now you gotta come over come here oh my god my heaven no I love it I'm like we can just move to Hawaii together let's do it yes I am so okay great. two last questions I just have like a whole list and I'm just like cherry picking the ones that I'm like really like because I know that we have been talking for like forever but you're just so easy to talk to this just flows so well like we're just besties I love it I know this is so fun so what would you say the hardest thing about social media is and the most rewarding I think we kind of already answered this a little bit but I just want like your official answer I would say the hardest thing is consistency and like staying on top of trends because I swear to God, it's like as much as I preach, like take time off if you need time off. I need to practice what I preach because I feel like if I take one week off, I'm like behind. Everyone's posting better like finds than me, trends than me. I've like lost touch. It's so dramatic. That's not true, but that's how I feel. So 
yeah, that's the hardest part, consistency and just staying on top of things. And the most rewarding thing is like, I feel like we could both relate to this is just like the community that's built. It's so nice. Like you have an amazing community. Like you said earlier, you like read my comment section, girl, your followers are like the best community ever. Like all I adore them of you they are literally the best angels ever but yeah that is isn't that the most rewarding thing ever like tell me it's not like I love it no it is and like posting and then like having them comment like things like they're genuinely interested in what you're posting you're like okay this is worth it like yes. honestly I feel like I could never make a penny again and just like them accepting what I post and then being involved and like interested I'm like that is what makes this worth it 100% I 100% agree yes I love that that is kind of like all the questions that I have. Like we kind of went through all of them and like mixed them in. One last little thing. What would you say your greatest strength is? Ooh, you know what? I feel like probably my ambition because I feel like if I look back on my life, a lot of the things that I've done, I've created and like accomplished 100% solo. And that also has to do with literally, I will not ask for help from anyone, <laughs> but also because I'm just, I've always been super independent and ambitious. So it's like, it's a good push for me to keep going forward and like do what I want to do. Cause it's like, I look back and I've done all of this and I've been ambitious. Yes. Yes. Yeah, definitely my ambition, but I'm not letting you go yet because I want to ask you like a quick little chunk of questions that I know your community will appreciate this. I want to know things about you and I'm sure they do too. So I have some really basic questions, but that's perfect. Okay. Lay them on me. I'm excited. I know you've already talked on this podcast about obviously, you know, moving and how that was a huge pivotal moment in your life. And I'm not sure if that would be the answer to this question, but I want to know what is one defining moment in your life that has defined who you are currently? I like such a good question. Like the move is a really, really big one, but I really do think that the first thing that kind of comes to mind, there are two that come to mind. There was a drive that I went on the night before, not the night before, but like the night that I decided to move to Texas. I was feeling so shitty. I was feeling so down. I was feeling so alone. And I ended up just driving for hours. I literally drove. If you're in Utah, I like drove all around. I ended up in Park City at some point. And then I like back to Provo. And I was just like all around. I think I was literally driving until like 2 a.m. And I just like got in some food and I was so distraught, just like trying to figure out why I was like, feeling so alone while I was feeling so shitty, why I was like feeling like I wasn't reaching my potential. And that was the night where I was like, I need to get out. I'm done. I'm done here. Like I will not feel like less than I am anymore. And that was the night I decided to move to Texas. I love that story. That's like one of the most formative, like little stories. Like I just like cried and I was just like, what's going on? And it was just like nice. Cause that was like the first little moment where I was like, I just had hours to myself. And like, that was like my first taste of solitude where I had hours to myself just to process and cry and laugh and eat and drive and like do all the things that I love to do just like by myself. And I was like, wow, I, I need something new. I need something more. So proud of you. And I also feel Thank like you. that's a really testament for any of the girlies or guys who are like almost at their breaking point. Like you literally were just like, I'm doing this. And that's so much more that a lot of people would have done, including me. I would have been scared shitless to move basically across the country. So I'm proud of you. And I'm really proud that you were able to recognize like, I can't do this anymore. That's a huge thing. So good for you. I appreciate that. My second one is just like more quick. But over the summer, I was in like a really tough, not like relationship. It was like a situation kind of thing. But there was like a lot of emotional abuse that went on and it affected me a lot more than I realized. And so then I kind of took a look back and I was like, holy shit, all the healing that I've done since moving to Texas, I feel like has been unraveled. Such a hard moment for me to realize. I was like, I feel like I've let him take all of this healing and all this like power from me because like I did have that momentum moving to Texas and like feeling like a badass. And I looked back and I was like, I feel like a literal broken shell of the girl that I made myself coming down here. So I think the decision to leave that was like such a powerful like reaffirmation that I'm not going to let that healing and that power go so easily. So were you in that when you moved or was it something that formed once you got to Texas? That was once I was in Texas. I don't know if you remember Clawclip Boy. Oh my God. That may have been before we found each other. I think so too. I think like some of the OGs who were in the Clawclip world. Yeah. They yeah. kind of knew about Clawclip Boy, but I kept things under wraps because I knew that shit was going down that probably shouldn't have gone down. And I was like embarrassed to say anything about it, but. Okay. Well, maybe one day you need a whole episode devoted to like that. <laughs> 
It was rough. <laughs> I can tell you right now, it was rough. Oh, well, I want to ask something that I feel like a lot of girls want to know, including me. When you moved to Texas from Utah, how the hell did you make friends? Literally asking for me because I have no friends. How did you make friends in a new state? It was so hard. Making friends as an adult is stupid hard. For like a month or two, I genuinely like did not have friends. The first friend I ever made, his name is Javid. We're so friends to this day. And I was at Zara and I was just like shopping and I saw this guy in like these bright blue shorts. And like you could just like get a vibe from someone when they're like one of the girlies. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I was like, he seems fun. He seems cool. So I like come to his shorts. Here's like your shorts, whatever. Like I didn't think anything of it. But like I think the week before that, I had written a blog post about how I was so fucking lonely. And I was like, I just need friends I can't do this anymore I'm really talking to my walls like I can't and so like I challenged myself to like talk to someone I was like this is so pathetic but whatever I'll just talk to someone at a Zara line just to make a friend and so I fully expected him just like blow me off and say thank you whatever but he was like thank you and then he continued the conversation he turned back around he's like I'm Javid, by the way. And I was like, oh, I'm Bethany. Like, nice to meet you. And then he ended up inviting me to, like, a pool party for, like, the next weekend. And then, like, introduced me to his friends. So it was, like, putting myself out there was so terrifying and so embarrassing in the moment. But, like, it kind of worked. It was not easy. But from there, so I ended up only kind of staying friends with Javid, which, funny enough, he actually introduced me to Clockwood Boy. Neither of us are friends with him anymore. From there, I also just like posted on TikTok a lot that I was like moving to Austin, that I was in Austin. And then one of my good friends now, Lauren, she invited me to this group chat that she had made of like a ton of girls in like ATX. And so a bunch of us from that group chat planned like a get together. From there, like the girls that end up going to the get together, like that's still my core group of friends now. So just like getting myself out of the house and like actually committing to like going to things, like reaching out to people on Instagram, reaching out to group chats, just letting people know that you're in a new city and that you want to make friends. Like you kind of have to put forth that effort and that energy in the universe and then you'll kind of find people. I love that. I really love that. I literally bumble BFF. Like that was my point where I was like, wow, I'm really doing this. Like that's how desperate I am for friends. But yeah. Well, that's how Lauren found a lot of her friends that she put in the group chat. So that's perfect. I have had no such luck yet, but I'm not giving up. So I do want to know the same question you asked me earlier, which is what is an average day in your life? I literally want to know this for me because I'm intrigued. I want to like know your life better. (laughs) So my life, I wake up and there are the days where I do what I am like supposed to do. And then there's the days where I don't and I'm like, screw it. So I have like two different types of days, the days where I get up and I read 10 pages in a book and I go on a walk and then I get home and like make a nutritious breakfast and then like get started editing and filming. And then there's the days where I'm like, screw this, I am sleeping in. And then I feel myself out of bed at some point and start filming. So you deserve to have both. You know what I mean? Like you deserve. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that thought finished or do you want to elaborate? Because I don't think it's finished. I was just going to say, and then at night I go to the gym. I'm definitely like a night gym goer. And that's like an every. Oh Oh my God. I can't go to the gym in the morning. I don't know what it is. I will go. I'm like 9 p.m. I'm just like at the gym. (laughs) That inspires me so much. I, wow. I really am so, I admire you for that. That's just like fire under my butt. If you can go to the gym at nine, I have no excuse. Cause I'm the type where I'm like, if I don't go in the morning, I'm like, oh, well that's fine. Like you didn't go today where it's like, okay, bitch, you still have 10 hours left in the day, but whatever. So now I'm like, oh, get your ass in the car. We're going. Yeah, that's so inspiring because I swear I need a little bit of like just a pinch of your dedication because I just will blow it off eternally. Girl, you help dedicate me. Like every time I see your gym halls, I'm like, oh, it's so cute. I need to go to the gym now so I can wear that. Like you're just and seeing you like, oh, I love it. You are so inspiring to me as well. Oh my God. Well, thank you. And it's so funny because the clothes inspire me too. And then once I got to a point where like picking up the cute outfit the night before wasn't enough for me, I'm like, oh, we're in trouble. Something's going on. Yeah. If the outfit is not enough, like you're really not going to make it there. So that's so funny. Maybe I'll go tonight. In Girl, oh. yes. I'm holding you to it. You're going to the gym tonight. It's going to be so good. You're like so cute. The outfit oh my- going to slay. I have one final question. What is one word you would use to describe yourself and then one word you would use to describe people you gravitate towards? Oh, that's such a good question. I think for me, passionate. Either that or intense. I definitely have been told my whole life that I'm like very intense. And I go, yeah, pretty much. I think everything I do is led with passion and like determination. So I would say that's probably that's part of that. So important though. Like that's going to get you so far and it already has. So I appreciate that. And then the like, people I'm drawn towards, just open. 
I think people who are open to new people, to new experiences, who are open to growth, open to new mindsets. I think the biggest turnoff for me is like going to meet someone and they're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Like that, I don't know, the like mean girl, catty vibes. Like I'm not open to you unless I can see that you're going to like give me something or prove like value to me. I like totally. people who are just open to any new experience and like, yes, be careful of your energy, but also like we are all fucking humans. Like just be open. I love that in people. I love that answer. Oh my God. I don't know. I wasn't, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. And that just like, I don't- <laughs> could literally talk about that answer for an hour alone but I love that answer because I feel like a lot of people need to hear that if they're in a new city like you or like me I'm at home all day maybe I should be a little more open to like new experiences and new people but I get what you're saying too, like mean girls and stuff like that that's why I'm so glad you talked about how you made friends because I know it's really hard to make friends as a girl especially in a new city alone so I love that you're just really overall and I think everyone would agree with me on that like I mean that from the bottom of my heart and I want to put it on paper that I'm coming to visit you in 2023 at some point we're going to hang out eventually I love that and I appreciate you for being so open to hop on this podcast I know this is something that's a little bit out of your comfort zone and it's something that like you maybe wouldn't have done in the past or something that kind of scares you and I want to applaud you for that I really want to thank you for hopping on Everything you've said has been so inspirational, so incredible. Seriously, your integrity will never cease to inspire me. So I really, really appreciate you hopping on. And I can see us having many more episodes together in the future. I think there's still so much to talk about. Next time you're down here or like when you are down here, we'll have another episode together. I think that'd be incredible. And wait, one last note. Did you notice that our initials are literally the same but flipped? You last name's with the B? My last name's with the B, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness so she is sb in this shit out here i love that I wait and that fact that you're my first guest no that's too good that's oh too god. good oh my gosh i'm already like picturing the logo in my head for like coming to announce this <laughs> this is too good was there anything else that you wanted to say you want to like make people knew about you or like felt inspired by or motivated by you know i think we covered pretty much all of it i think sometimes with having a job on social media and more specifically promoting Amazon products and stuff, it's easy to lose that deep connection with your followers and stuff like that. So I do want to try to talk about, you know, my my passion for animals more or like how I'm vegan and what I eat in a day and stuff like that to have more of that personality come through. But we definitely talked about all that. And those are all definitely things I want people to know about me and that I feel really form who I am. So I think we covered all of the important bases. I would love to know if there's any last words that you have, either for me or just about you or what you've been doing this week or anything like that. I think that's about it for me. I know I don't want to hold you too long and I've got somewhere to go, but I really do appreciate you for hopping on here. And I'm so excited for your followers to get a little bit more insight into you and to like into your lifestyle. And I hope that any of my followers listening go follow you immediately because I feel like you're my soul sister when it comes to so many things. I know they're going to enjoy your content so much. I think it's so cool that we started out as internet strangers and now we are on a phone call talking about our goals and ambitions and how we be way to where we are. So cool. I love I love the internet. I do. I know. I think that is it. Thank you so much for coming on and I can't wait to see the content you make in the future and where you end up. Thank you so much, Bethany, and everyone who listened. I feel like we talked forever, but this was so much fun. <laughs> Talk to you for an hour straight. So prepare to be sick of us. But thank you so much for having me on. I literally cannot express enough how much of an honor it was to, to be your FaceTime call. I know, right? Absolutely. I've loved having you as my first guest. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you soon. Love you, girl. Bye.